How much did you make last month? Probably five to six hundred thousand. The secret to making that much money on YouTube is being an amazing writer. And Nas Daily is one of the best at writing video scripts that keep your attention. Every word has a place. But what's interesting is Nas didn't grow up speaking English or Mandarin or Maltese, yet his videos get billions of views in those languages and many more. This interview is a masterclass in how Nas brainstorms, writes, and films his videos so you can too. He even shared this genius hack to find your next video idea without searching Google. The world is full of ungoogleable humans. And I put him on the hot seat to rewrite a video script live so you could learn it firsthand. I love that you just did that live, man. Wow, that was, that was probably one of my favorite moments of any interview. <laughs> I'm John Yushai, and you're watching Created. You're very good at what you do. In the world, there's 7 billion people. So there are 7 billion new stories or potential videos created every day. But there are really only, let's say, 7,000 media organizations. Each one of them makes 10 stories per day. So New York Times, Washington Post, Israeli TV, Palestinian TV, Egyptian TV, all the media TVs, they're not doing anything to highlight the stories that exist in the world. How do you find stories like, is that you're just, you know, combing through Google News, you're getting DMs about it? It's a good question. I, I spend 40% of my time researching. You know, every, every, every city I visit, I meet my local audience. And I say, guys, anybody that follows me in Hong Kong, come to this place at this time and say hi. And then I ask those locals, what is interesting about your country? What is, who is interesting here to make videos about? Tell me, suggest ideas, suggest things. And then people start telling you, oh, make a video about this guy or that guy or this girl, that girl. Huh. And then in Hong Kong case, some random person on the side said, make a video about my friend. He lives in the jungle and he looks like Tarzan. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And so the next day, literally I went to visit him, bam, bam, bam. Three hours, take the shot, shoot, 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 leave. That's it, we're done. Dude, that's so fascinating because I thought those were just fan meetups. Those are research meetups for you to get content. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you think Pretty I want to sit and just make, take selfies every, like for 10 hours? Like, no. That reminds me of something. I just interviewed your girlfriend, Dearlene. Yeah. And she talked about how the best content comes from you finding something that isn't on Google. Yes. And those meetups help you find what's not. Those meetups are full of ungoogleable humans. And I think, you know, the reason why Nas Daily succeeded is because the way we talk is very intentional. It's like every word has a place. It's like a chain. Yeah. A like, and you never break the chain. And what is that order? What is that chain that you put in your story? Oh, so it has to be an engaging intro, obviously, yeah. like every video. And there's always a problem. There's always a solution. Right. People just love to get solutions to problems. Yeah. It's just like a human nature. Yeah. So you, 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 you do a problem that sometimes you didn't know it was a problem. Mm. You know, like, uh, did you know that uh, the United Arab Emirates is one of the driest countries in the world? Mm. How do they drink? <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. And, but you never thought about this problem ever in your life. But now you're interested in the solution to that problem. Then you walk them through the solution. One, two, three, four, five. And then there's always an outro. There's always a call to action, which is, yeah, this is really not about the Emirates or the drinking or the water or whatever. This is about water conservation all around the world and including you. So you got to make it a little bit personal. Yeah. 
to the person. You broaden it. You talk about yes. United Arab Emirates, the problem, and then at the end, you bring it back to the person. Exactly. So you talk about making it relatable in the building blocks, but in each part of that story, how you speak and being simple matters a ton. So yeah. if you're open to it, I thought I'd give you a little exercise here. Oh my Live. God, let's do it. Um, take me through this piece of text that we'll put on screen for everyone to see. And if you go read it out, I would love to hear how you would simplify this into a video script. Okay. Uh, so last week, a mysterious buyer, a cryptocurrency entrepreneur, paid $69 million for a digital collage. <laughs> a digital collage? More like a digital college. It feels like college. Uh, do you want me to simplify this one yeah, first? We could simplify it piece by piece. Did you know some guy in India paid $70 million for a picture? That's it. Wow. <laughs> Christie called the auction a milestone for digital art collection and many marked the sale as a key moment for blockchain technology's movement to the mainstream. Nobody cares about Christie. Yes. What is Christie? Is it a human or is it uh, auction. auction house? Just say auction house. My mom doesn't know Christie. Milestone for digital art collection. Nobody cares. <laughs> Mark the sale as a key moment. Just say it's the future. Blockchain technology, just say crypto into the mainstream. I mean, Mainstream, what is mainstream? This was the first sale for the auction house. And they think in the future, everybody is going to be buying crypto. Okay, that's a little bit more on, on point. I love that you just did that live, man. Wow, that was, that was probably one of my favorite moments of any interview. <laughs> that was magic. I'm, I'm making the teacher into the student and you passed. Yes, um, that's wow. fun. That was, a great, uh, that was a great exercise. I wish more people gave me these exercises. <laughs> Does your mom speak English? She does. She does, but she, you know, Farsi is her first language growing up in Iran. I think that's really the key, right? Is you need to have family members that don't speak English. Mm. And when you speak, you got to speak in a way that they understand because mm. uh, they're the ones that matter, yeah. not, not your college friends. We manage like 44 channels, I think roughly 13 languages. Wow. It's insanity what happens when you're localized. <laughs> So uh, I think what we noticed is that the world of content is not very equal mm. in the sense that this interview is in English. It is inaccessible for my father. Mm. You are not relevant to my father, but my father is a human being and he deserves this knowledge. Mm. How does he get it? You tell me. To be honest, that's actually the follow-up question I was going to yeah. ask. How do you, for somebody who is even overwhelmed by the idea of creating great content in English, What's step one to translate? How do you pick the right language? What tools do you use? Yeah, I started by literally copy-pasting, copy-pasting, copy-pasting. By yourself? Uh, no, I hired someone to you do copy-paste, yeah. At what point during your journey, when you were still by yourself traveling, did you hire somebody to translate? I never translated in the first 1,000 days. Wow. Never translated. Do you wish you did? I wish I did. Actually, now that I think about it, I wish I did. I, you know... It, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's like, if I start making videos now, I know exactly what not to do. I know exactly the topics at work. I know how to go, you know, so, but, but everybody wastes three years figuring it out. For everyone listening, help cut that three years. What are the, yes. the, the things that you hit your head into a wall about uh, and they can avoid if you're listening? Okay, to cut your three years, that's a good question. To cut your three years is, first of all, get a video editor. Do not video edit yourself. <laughs> 
You are not the best video editor. I used to think I am. I'm not the best video editor. Get someone more creative than you. Second thing is get an administrative assistant. Do not book your own hotel. Save two hours from booking your own flights. The third thing is win in one platform, then start to try to win in other platforms all the time. It's becoming much, much easier to become multi-platform and diversify. So I make that Tarzan video, let's say a long version, then I just cut it down to a one minute in a different script that's much shorter. And I shoot that in vertical and then bam, I upload it to like four different locations and get the, the exposure. Tell me if I'm going too far here. You made $80,000 a month in 2018. How much did you make last month? I think the range, like all of NAS, all yeah. of NAS, yeah. probably five to $600,000 a month. Something like that. Profit. Not in profit, in revenue. 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 revenue, yeah. Yes. So breakdown, like where is that coming? What are the costs? Uh, NAS probably made, like in profit, Profit probably made like $200,000 a profit, something like that. Um, but, you know, we are, you know, like we're 40, 40 employees or so, 30, 40 employees uh, from around the world. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm running it like it's, I'm running it like it's uh, a production house as opposed to an influencer. So I, one of my goals has been to remove the dependency on me and increase the dependency on the company. And that's kind of been like, if, if clients come to us and we want to work with you guys, we're like, okay, uh, no, no sire. There's no, no sire. You cannot work with them. Really? Yeah, we're like, I don't. Like we just say, you cannot work with me. Mm. Uh, but you can work with other talents and other creators. And as part of the Nas Daily brand. Yeah. As, yeah, so Nas Daily Production. Yeah. Nas Studios is right. called. Nas right. Daily Studios. Right. That's other kind of- creators like, are like, you know, um, Dear Aline, yes, you know Project Nightfall, yeah. Like now you have like an entire roster of talent, yes, yeah. yes, other talents, yeah. You know, and you're probably priced at the highest, yes. So you almost, it's almost like to put it in context for people listening, it's like a buffet of like, okay, maybe you can't afford working with your sire as yeah. part of Nas Daily. Yeah, and we price it so high that it's unattractive, right, right. But then you have talent, maybe smaller following, yes. different demographic, yes. then they can still work yes. forces in at least in some way you capture that revenue. Exactly, Yeah. exactly. My dream was to make a thousand videos in a thousand days, yeah. right? You know that, and I've been very vocal about it. I'm going for the thousand, I'm going for the thousand, I'm going for the thousand, and I made it. My next dream is to have a thousand person company. <laughs> you love the thousand number. Where did you even get that bro? What? No, it sounds good. <laughs> So how, what do I need to do to have a thousand person company? Yeah. Do you talk to Mr. Beast about that a lot? I know you guys have been a lot of, having a lot of conversation. He's built a massive operation. Like what have been those conversations like as he scales a team and you're trying to do the same? Yeah, I think we're in similar trajectories. Um, he's definitely a fan of scaling fast and working with a lot of people to help him scale and do a lot of work. I think we're doing it a little bit differently. He's scaling content. Yeah. Uh, I'm, scaling, I'm scaling technology and products. Um, I, I don't, I don't believe given the international audience of NAS daily, I don't believe that I should be scaling content like my face. Um, and I think if I scale technology, I can compete with every creator in the world because no creator is hiring software engineers and those who do probably cannot afford them. And those who do afford them probably don't know how to manage them. I want to ask you about the difference between creators 
and media companies, especially one media company that uh, started a very interesting campaign against you. Al Jazeera is a government news organization, just like CCTV in China. And last week, they spread fake news about us with no verification or truth. What was the fake news that Al Jazeera spread about you? Um, essentially, the claim is that I am a, an Israeli spy. The claim is that I work with the Israeli government to normalize between Israel and the Arabs and to make people love Jews. And for context, or so people know, you made a few videos about the Israel-Palestine conflict. I would say you have a very warm and uh, a positive outlook on the situation that Al Jazeera saw and sparked this whole situation. Exactly. Right? I want to know the thought process of responding because a lot of people that may happen to them. And I imagine two things go on in your mind, which is if I respond to this, I'm making more people aware of it. Yes. Versus not responding to it may cause it to go away. Was that what you were thinking? Yes. Or what was going on in that moment? That's the problem with controversies. You never know when to respond because when you respond, it's almost always too late. So usually I waited, I actually waited a month to make that decision. I made that video and I didn't launch it and I just waited a month. I eventually decided that why are we building audience if we're not using it? What's the point of building an audience to be attacked willy-nilly? In today's world, one person can get bigger than CNN, right? Like, you know, uh, uh, Johnny Harris on YouTube, he can get much bigger than Vox yeah. and get a lot more views. You don't need an institution to back you up. You don't need a building, a chair, a table, to, and a salary to be able to thrive on the internet. And for context, Johnny Harris, for people who don't know, used to work at Vox, yes. left, yes. and now some of his videos on YouTube have even more following, or more viewership. More viewership than, than Vox itself. I think, you look, um, there's two types of creators. Uh, there's creators who think they are the center of the world, and there's creators who think they are the messengers of the world. So you're definitely the messenger of the world, for example, right? Like, this whole video is not about you at all. And, and what you care about is putting the effort, putting the hours, putting 50 hours of work, spending your money to tell my story. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why do you do this? Right? So that's the messenger creator. The self-centered creator is like, hey, guys, I'm at a beach with my girlfriend. Say hi. <laughs> that's usually self-centered creators. And both are, you know, equally valid. I think there's also two different types to live life. There is uh, go with the flow life or go against the flow life. And I feel like I have chosen to spend the remaining 62% of my life going against the flow life. It's much harder, but that's pretty much the only life that will give you, that give you uh, satisfaction, money, success, and everything. I don't think anybody has created that much success by going with the flow. Going with the flow means Get, you know, get a job, get a degree, get married at 25, get kids, build a house, be, sit next to me, I'm your parent, I'm your mother, die. That's go with the flow. That's the community I come from. Yeah. There is no success there. You don't change the world, you flow with the world. The people who go against the flow change the world. And so I think it's just like, 
And it's the desire to go against the flow. I mean, I see so many things that are infuriating. You know how it's, not anger inducing, infuriating. <laughs> Just the way the world is structured is terrible. Start with this hotel. This hotel is terrible. <laughs> this hotel is terrible. How does that not infuriate you? LAX airport, it's terrible. <laughs> it can be so much better. Um, the way we treat women, it's terrible. The way we look at women, it's terrible. The way we consume porn is terrible. The way we consume YouTube content is terrible. The way money works is terrible. Banks, blah, blah, I mean, God. The way we fix diseases is terrible. <laughs> the way politics works is terrible. War is terrible. I mean, it's crazy. I can go forever. So I just think that, you know, you need, I think the average human needs to identify what is terrible in the world and how to make it less terrible. And, you know, we do it through content and technology. Uh, my cousin does it through medicine. You do it through content. Um, and I just, you know, we, 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 we got to respect the people who are trying to make the world a little bit uh, less terrible. So that's what I want to do. Um, and in the process, maybe have a couple of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just threw that on there. Dude, well, I just have to say, Nusair, like, as I try to go against the flow, you've been such a wonderful friend and support system. Of course, man. I'm very excited for this. And thank you so much for giving me your platform. Oh, dude, it's always a pleasure. All right, if you made it this far, hit that follow button because I think you're going to love our next episode and leave a review. It only takes a few seconds. You don't even have to write anything, but if you want, drop in your social handle and you'd be surprised at how many times I DM folks, say hi, see how it can help out because ultimately meeting you guys and helping you guys is why I started this. I'll see you next time.